Relatable and accessible to everyone, even the person who like sneaks into church late, you know, and sits on the back pew. Just trying to reinforce your faith or bring you into the faith. Really, our our main goal is just to help you guys out there. Anyone trying to learn and listen in all these stories and just pick up uh, really helpful tidbits that we can all apply to our lives. This is the Back Pew Bible Study. On to the next. Ears back on. Here we go. I'm Brian. And we're back. Okay. And welcome back, fellow audience. We are in week three, and week three and four, we have made a executive decision to have just us doing the what we did with the back, back pew, pew thoughts. thoughts, and we're just going to have a conversation, and you guys are going to be along for the ride. It's going to be good. It is like going to be already. good, because uh, we, we all took a little break, talked it out, and it's like, I don't know if any of you listeners have a idea what it's like trying to do a podcast but you spend so much time off mic of talking about what you want to talk about then when you get on mic you're like ah just yeah you just want to do it it. yeah yeah so if we just need to mic ourselves all day when you get here and then i'll just start cutting and pasting that would actually be probably be the best episode ever (laughs) probably so yeah so we decided that we're just gonna run through this and build an application, have a conversation between the three of us. We've talked about this through the week on text messaging and like seeing each other here and there. Um, But there's just so much that we could bring out and we're hoping that you guys get something out of it. And again, if you have something that you want to add to the conversation or you don't think what we said is right or whatever, check us out. Email us at backpewbiblestudy at gmail.com. And again, we have it on our phones so it will blink or whatever it does give us the notification that somebody spoke to us and uh we'll try to answer the best as possible and we're excited and if actually if you have a story that you want us to break down uh we would love to do that for you yeah, we, i think we'd all love to probably hear from our listeners and, and yeah. maybe their own like get a little stories that they've encountered or right. or not stories, but you know, real, real world occurrences yeah. that they've gone through or seen or witnessed uh, right. from people out there being uh, like the Good Samaritan. And I think one of the the biggest things is that we try to work really hard on this so to give you guys the best episode possible. So getting that feedback, it, it just it solidifies what we're trying to do here. And um, again, we really love doing it anyway. It's almost like a selfish thing because we get to get together and. We get to record this, have this conversation, uh, you know, forever, really, I guess. But yeah, we're also doing it for you guys. So yeah, we're gonna get into the practical exer- practical, uh, what is it? Practical exercise now. The, pra- <laughs> the practicalities of this, and just dive in a little bit deeper and uh, cut this onion up and see how it goes. Yeah, like, I think uh, I think with that, Matt, do you kind of want to touch on kind of like some cultural context? With, with some of this stuff and getting getting us kicked off with this episode specifically. Talking about the lawyer, I think, is important. Sure. And then uh, talking about Samaritans in general, probably yeah, the first I'll, two things. I'll that jump, jump in out and to me. kick some things off, and then we'll, uh, I mean, this will go where it goes, which will be the, the best part of it. So, yeah. So, the lawyer, you kind of mentioned that in the last episode. The lawyer that's mentioned here isn't like a judicial guy. It's not like he's, he's a study of the Mosaic law. That's what he does. He's an expert in all things from the, the Torah is what they would have called it back then. The first five books of the Bible. So when he comes to Jesus, like he is coming to him from a professional stance of, 
I know the law and I'm going to test you. Hmm. So that, that's the first thing I would say. And the second thing is the law itself from the verse 26. When it, again, that's the, the Pentateuch, which is the 613 different laws that they're trying to follow to uphold some sort of high standard. That's going to make them like spiritually like sound or whatever. Right. And they had memorized, right? Oh, they had, they're, yeah, they had them all had memorized. memorized. They, I mean, by like 14, it's, it's yep. insane. Have you, ever, have you ever heard the the honey honey thing on the tablets? Oh yeah, you told me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would pour honey on top of the tablet, and the kids would lick it off, and that was like God's word is so sweet, hmm. and that's how they like taught these kids. Which is wild because I, I mean most people today don't know the Ten Commandments, let alone six hundred and thirteen laws. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean these these are people who they've spent their entire life de- like devoted to this. Yeah, and now here he is trying it, to stand it, in front of Jesus and and say, <clears throat> like, I know this, and I'm going to test you with this. Which is funny because the very first law of the 613 is is to know the Lord thy God, and he doesn't even realize he's standing right in front of him, yeah. which is ridiculous. It, it, but with that, right? So I, I want to mention that because sometimes it's hard for me, and I'm probably I'm sure for you guys too, it's hard to settle in on the fact that these parables, these stories, everything is being told. I mean, Old Testament with no knowledge of anything, right? And New Testament with no knowledge of anything past the Old Testament. So for us, we're sitting here and we're like, how does he not know this guy is Jesus and this guy is God? Yeah, he's done tons of miracles, but you have to like just break away from what we have. Like if a miracle happens downtown, there's 60 phones on top of that. And there's enough videos <laughs> right. to watch it. Immediately, right? So sure. Jesus is moving through the Middle East doing these. So it would have to beat him to that next town or next village. And now he's in a new area because this is like right before mm-hmm. the big the big one. So yeah, I, ch- I try to give a little bit of empathy to like some of these dumber people and just say, okay, you know, like, we have the answers, so for us, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. sure, for, absolutely. For them, it would be like us sitting here, and some guy walks in, and he's just like, I'm Jesus. I'm, I came back. Here we'd probably throw him off the balcony, right? I, yeah, we'd yeah. be like, well, how? <laughs> it, what do you know about the Bible? Give right. me, And then we'd open our Bible and be like, what's Acts 19 <laughs> yeah. we're, verse 20? We're, that's a good point, because we're quick to uh, to judge you know, the story, yeah. judge the lawyer, yeah. judge the, uh, the, the priest and the Levite yeah. without really any context so right that's a good point. exactly so yeah go ahead matt okay yeah so so that's the first two characters right so jesus and the lawyer um I, you could say there's four more characters one being the innkeeper who really isn't discussed here although we could make a probably a full podcast alone on that man but we probably won't and then so all the priests um for from the tree the tribe of the levites but from the family of of aaron so they're like a set apart a special group of people it's the only people who could be priests they have certain roles and responsibilities. Basically, they are they are like the mouthpiece of the people to God, and then they're to do sacrifices to keep them in, in right standing with God. And the Levites, think about the Levites as like your super spiritual leaders today. It would be like our like Sunday school teachers or like song leaders or deacons or whatever. They're people who aren't priests, but they're like super connected to, in this case, the temple mm-hmm. and the temple worship. So it's super religious elite people, both of them. And then the Samaritans, which are, the hated group, like we mentioned, they're like the the anti-hero here almost, right? So this is a kind of tough one. It's a lot of history involved in why this this Jewish lawyer would hate the Samaritan. Like I mentioned, it goes back about a thousand years. I'll keep it pretty short because this could be a two-hour conversation that I don't want to get into because we don't need it. 
but about a thousand years before this happened, the kingdom of Israel was divided in the north and south. The north was overtaken by the Assyrians. Uh, when the Assyrians came in, they pushed most of them out, most of the tribe of Israel out. Some stayed behind. And they they married with the Assyrians, and they had you know children with them. They adopted part of the religious practices with them. Basically, they became like a half breed people to the the Jewish nation. And they also were no longer like in the religious rite. They were had their own temple. They didn't go to Jerusalem anymore. And there's a lot of animosity between these groups. They a lot. They weren't equally yoked. No, they mm. were not. And so, I mean, there's a long story where Judah fell to the Babylonian Empire. When they came back, they went to build their temple back in Jerusalem. Samaritans wanted to help them out. They refused their help because they were no longer, you know, seen as equals. They back they retaliated by throwing like dead pigs and stuff in the project when they're trying to build the temple, which made it like messed up the whole site for like seven days had to go to the sanctification process so there's this crazy bitterness between these two groups which is important to note for this scripture when he says when jesus says a certain samaritan in verse 33 that immediately was a very negative negative thing so that that's really your backstory behind who are the priests who are the levites who's the samaritan and then the lawyer himself and what the law is yeah so real world you know insert your <clears throat> I'm not going to say necessarily enemy, but insert, you know, people that you're uncomfortable with, people that are different from you, um, insert them there, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We've all met them. You know I, would, them. I, would, I would say enemy. I, I'd say enemy. Is I mean, good. you could go as far as enemy. I mean, they certainly were probably to the Jews, right? I mean, the Jewish people would not even walk through there. They'd walk way around. It's like an extra, I forget how far. I have to do the, pull up the map, but it's a, they'd like double their journey not to even walk through the same city as them. Hmm. That's how much they'd like look down upon them. Definitely a feeling of like we're far better than these uh, than these people for sure. Right. In today's in today's world is insanely it's it's what we're seeing right now. Oh yeah. As like nobody is good enough. You got fake lives on on the internet. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy how practical this is to today's world. Absolutely. You could be a Republican or a Democrat and it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thought process. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, he's a Democrat, so I'm just going to let him lay. Or he's a Republican, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to let him lay. And we live in we live in a day and an age in, in the society nowadays is like we're constantly trying to, to divide ourselves, right? Or we're constantly, people are constantly trying to divide us as a people, whether it's, you know, race, whether it's religion, uh, or John, as you thoughtfully pointed out politically political affiliation right we're constantly being divided um which is what satan wants if he can't get into the household he's going to get a, he's going to get into your environment yeah mm-hmm. and it, and hopefully like burn it burn it into you yeah a lot of a lot of profound stuff i think um the other the other note here in talking matt uh you mentioned like just the the enmity there and and the the strife between these two people it's so deep uh, that in the last verse, in, in verse 37, the lawyer is completely compelled, as we mentioned in the last episode. He has to say the right answer when Jesus asks him, you know, who is who is the, the neighbor that best exemplifies themselves? He's so compelled, and he knows he has to say the Samaritan is the best neighbor. But in verse 37, he doesn't even mention him by name. Mm-hmm. He just says the guy that had mercy on the other guy. Like he's, <laughs> he's like specifically going out of his way because he just doesn't want to admit that this, this Samaritan was in the right and his heart was in the right place. Yeah. Well, painting the picture 
of what's actually happening. It's not just they're in their own room and just having a conversation. Jesus is talking to people in the temple and this man stands up in the back and, you know, trying to call him out. It says it multiple times in the Bible, but Jesus would always be speaking to people in the temple or around, you know, the mountain or wherever he was at, there'd be people who wanted to hear him. The, yeah. what, what I would like to call, you know, the Christian of, of today, right? So if we're going to put it in today's terms, right? The Christians were closer to Jesus trying to hear what he was saying. And it's also fair to note that there's no PA system. People are either dead silent or he is that loud and that... Probably both. That Yeah, I'm sure there's a little <laughs> sure, bit of both, both, right? But there was always people on the fringe of those crowds who wanted to prove him wrong. Hmm. Just like today, we have people on the fringe who will stand outside a church. Haters gonna hate. And protest. <laughs> yeah. Or stand outside your values and protest what you actually have. When they know God built us all right? God built us all with conviction. Just like my fate, one of my favorite Bible verses is where are you? It's like, what's in your heart right now? And that conviction is, is God speaking to you? There's no possible way that every time those fringe people say something negative, that they actually truly are just, they have zero conviction as to saying that. Um, but all these stories in the Bible where Jesus is speaking, there always is these Pharisees and Sadducees standing on the outside looking in trying to get to him but again waiting for an opportunity to trip him yeah, up. yeah waiting for an opportunity yeah. to trip him up but mm-hmm. in the story Jesus tries to doesn't try to trip him up because Jesus knows he knew it but Jesus asks him in front of this crowd so he can't lie because yep. that would have went against his rules that's right <laughs> off, off the rip yeah or he couldn't mess this up what is it? 27. He couldn't mess 27 up because everybody in that room has been growing up reading those. So everybody knew the answer. So he had to, he had to be right on that. And that's the thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all that heart. And then at the end, everybody heard the conversation. Yeah. So he couldn't, he couldn't say, uh, you know, the, the Levite or the, the priest, because the priest knew the rules and he couldn't get close to a Samaritan who was, you know, who was sick and ill and he would have been messed up, you know? So it's, it's crazy that that is his answer because in the old Testament, that could have been an answer that he couldn't have touched him because he could have gotten messed up. So I think it's cool that Jesus adds all this stuff that this guy did. It, so, it wasn't like the, the the Samaritan just came and picked him up and brought him to an end. It was the Samaritan gave him all this stuff. He had to say it. I think I think you brought up a, a pretty a pretty good point too. Like so like you said in verse thirty or twenty seven, he answers correctly. So Jesus says, yep. you know, the first question is how do I how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, Well what's written in the law? So he answers him. And he answers him by like you said, he quoted properly. He he combines two Old Testament scriptures, uh, Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18. Uh, Sums it up perfectly. Bam. Answers Jesus. Answers correctly. And then Jesus gives him the whole parable. Those, and instead of trying to justify the priest by saying, oh, well, the priest didn't do this because of, you know, he if he touched a, a dead body, you know, he had to go through this seven-day, it's like this crazy cleansing ritual. Like, instead of trying to justify him, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't say, like, well, the priest didn't have to do that. Neither did the Levite, because then they would have been unclean, and they couldn't do that. Because I think I think we're guilty of that a lot of times, making excuses for why we don't do certain things, yeah. like why we don't find a 
we 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 uh, we look for the loopholes in our life. I don't think he was necessarily looking for a loophole. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, I, I think so. I, but I also think you're only getting a very small glimpse of what I, I I really do believe that the environment has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Right. So if somebody tries to call you out, like you're in a group of guys and you're talking about work, and somebody tries to like, what's well, Battle Drill One, and you say it or whatever, pick it out, and then you then you ask them a question because you already gave the answer Mm -hmm. and everybody around you knows that you knew that answer. But this guy who is trying to catch you up, now you ask him a question and then he has to answer it correctly. Like he can't go around. Sure, yeah. Because now all eyes are on him. Right. And everybody knows, everybody in that room knows the answer to Jesus's questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both of them. So any, any deviation from that it would it, he would have lost all credibility would credibility yeah. in his village mm-hmm. right so you don't know what the role in that temple was he could have been he could have been like the second to the last guy or second to the last guy or the the top dude uh sitting in there so they're they're looking at looking to him like uh you going to say something you know <laughs> so yeah i think i think again there's so much into this that it's it's going to be tough Thank you so much for joining us. Get out there and be fishers of men. If you have any questions or comments, email us at backpewbiblestudy at gmail.com. Have a good one.